Hi everyone, John Bishop here with John Bishop Fine Art. You're listening to the podcast, Conversations for Freelance Creatives. I'm glad you're here. Well, uh, another week has passed. I have, uh, I, there may be a bit of an echo in this particular room. We've changed locations a bit. Uh, had a long conversation about this place, this studio where I do my filming and my, my recording, and as well as all of my art. In this particular building, it was my parents' home. My parents passed away just last year, and this house is coming to me. We were just going to get it ready and sell it quickly to have some cash, uh, maybe to, to try and move to Houston or something. And it occurred to us that we really, really love where we live. And this house is directly across the street, a very small two-bedroom kind of bungalow for really designed for seniors. And we thought, okay, it's paid for. Right now, we're spending money on two studios in Houston uh, at about $1,000 each. And we've got this property right across the street that is very, very conducive. High ceilings, just right for painting, uh, plenty of room for us to spread out, to have a garage with uh, room for a kind of a, some saws and some framing equipment. And we were like, why are we getting rid of this house? It's already paid for. And we could reduce, at least get rid of one of the studios in Houston. And that would save us $1,000 a month. What's, why are we doing this? So we're trying this out now for, uh, for the short term, at least till the end of the year. And we're going to try and turn this house into a real working art studio, what, factory. We, we want to take and, and create some space where we can do what we want to do unencumbered by a landlord or neighbors who need quiet or neighbors who aren't quiet uh, and, and really just take this space and make it our own. Now, the first step in that was that we need to get rid of the carpeting in here. The carpeting has been through two previous owners, uh, one of whom had two large dogs, then mom and dad were here and particularly near the end, there were some accidents on the carpet. So it's time, I think, for the carpet just to go. What we're not sure of is what the floors look like underneath, because to have cement floors in a studio can actually be a benefit. You don't really care what you spill on them. Uh, it, uh, they're easy to sweep up, to mop, uh, whereas carpet absorbs, and, and you're kind of committing whatever we do with this building for the next folks to whatever carpet decisions we make. So we thought, let's strip out the carpets, let's live with it for a bit, see how it feels, how it looks, and then we'll, we'll see what kind, of, uh, what kind of decision we're gonna make, whether or not we leave concrete floors or, or go with carpeting. We do know that when we peel back the corner of the carpet, it is, the construction floor. So, I mean, it's got spill paint, it's got splatters, it's got uh, uh, spots where moisture's wicked up. So I don't know what we'll do, but we're gonna figure that out and, and we'll take you on that journey. But right now we're cleaning out the house. We've just got a few things left, this desk, a, a table, and my computer in the other room. Uh, other than that, the floors are clean and ready 
for the carpet guys tomorrow. So that's exciting. Uh, so we're doing that now. Uh, other than that, this week we've been quite busy. Um, we had, I've been delivering all the Panca Marga sales, so all of the paintings that I had in my Panca Marga series uh, that I sold during that first exhibition, uh, reception at the exhibition, uh, I have them delivered now, all, all but one. And so that, that was impressive and, you know, it's a great feeling not only to deliver them, but we were invited over to one of our collector's homes and uh, for dinner. And I don't know if you've experienced this, walking into somebody's home and seeing your art hanging on their wall is uh, a truly moving experience. If you've not experienced it, do it immediately. Uh, it is a, a, a feeling like no other. To know that this thing that you created and cared for, because I like my paintings, I really do. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them finished if I didn't. But to see them in a new place and realize this is part of these people's lives from now on. I don't get rid of art. They're not going to get rid of this art. They bought it because they loved it. And so to have that kind of experience was, uh, was just unique. Uh, I highly recommend it. <laughs> so I got those things delivered. If you're not familiar with the Panca Marga series, what I'm d doing is creating what I'm calling a legacy series where I will create 100 paintings over a period of 20 years. Every five years, I will release another 20 until I'm 80 years old. So I've arranged that I cannot die uh, until I'm 80. Well, 81, let's give it a year. And uh, no, so the, they're very collectible. They're based on, I call it Panca Marga, because there's a Buddhist teaching. I'm not a Buddhist myself. But in this teaching, it says when you think you've reached perfection, when you think you've reached Buddhahood, you, from that point of view, you see that there are actually five more roads. And Pankamarga means five roads. And so the first road is the road of accumulation, the path of accumulation. And that is what I call this first 20, uh, this installment of the first 20 paintings in that legacy series. And that means that all of the things that you've done in your life, and for Buddhists, all the things that you've done in your prior lives, everything you are, everything you know, everything you've experienced brings you to this point. And I thought that was a very fitting time for me as I'm starting over at 60. I'm now 61. Last year was COVID. Work it out. But now that I'm starting over in my 60s, when a lot of my friends are starting to retire, uh, I'm starting something new and will carry me through the next 20 years at least. And so I really thought that was apropos of what I was doing, starting over, bringing all of my knowledge, all of my experience, my talent, my lack of talent, whatever I have today is where I'm starting. And that's the first of the five roads. Uh, and so it'll be exciting to, to have those to meditate on as I do my paintings onward for the next 20 years. So if you haven't seen them, go to the website, johnbishopfineart.com. Take a look. I hope you'll like them. Other than that, what else is going on? We're preparing to go to Mexico. Uh, Bogdan was, uh, uh, was fortunate enough to be included in the uh, FAIN, F-A-I-N, uh, art show in Guadalajara, Mexico. And that show 
Uh, they, they are quite well known. I think it's an Argentinian group, and they travel around doing these shows specifically for emerging artists uh, to give them a chance to show their, their work and uh, in an organized way. They get, of course, a, a commission on any sales that are made. So we will be flying to Mexico. We were going to take all of the photographs with us that Bogdan has prepared to, for exhibition. But the weight was just too much. And it, it weighed too much. It was too big to fit in suitcases. And we, we looked at the price and the, and the hassle of trying to move those things across the border. And then we looked at shipping. And uh, it was going to be a couple of thousand dollars to ship it, a thousand there, a thousand back. And that's not including any taxes and, and import fees. Uh, so luckily, the people at Fane stepped in, and they put us in contact with a local photographer or printer. And he's going to take care of all the printing of the pictures, uh, mats, uh, glass. And then we're just going to take the frames that we've already bought because they, they break down. And we're going to put them together there. Uh, and so that kind of saved our bacon. Uh, what I'm hoping is that I will be able to find another location in Mexico after the show. So if anything that doesn't sell, we'll be able to try to move them to another location for an exhibition. But I'm still in the, in the middle of trying to work that out. But I think that's a really good plan. I mean, you, you, you can't be short-sighted. I am going to spend the time and money to transport this work of uh, this show of this collection of uh, photographs all the way to Mexico, I think it just behooves me to have some sort of plan as to what to do with it at the end of that show. Bringing it back here and then thinking about it uh, seems like it's too late. So there might be opportunities for us to explore uh, uh, south of the border. So we'll see what happens there. We're excited about the trip. We haven't been anywhere since before mom and dad got ill and of course then COVID, but uh, yeah, we, we need a vacation and now that we're not completely panicked about getting things across the border, I think we can start to enjoy the trip a little better. Uh, so anyway, that's exciting news. We also had great news. There's a local organization arts group here in Houston called the VAA, the Visual Arts Alliance, and VAA every year has, well, two juried shows. One is for those people who have um, been included. It's an invitational. Uh, so you have to have already won something and, and already gotten into shows before, before you can get invited to the invitational juried show. And then the second one is the open juried show, open to all members and people who want to, to come in from outside. And so they're having their 37th annual juried open show. Uh, I've, I've submitted the last three years that we've been members. Bogdan has gotten in, I think, one of the three years. I've never gotten in. And this year, we both got in. So that's exciting. There's very, very thrilled uh, to have been included. That's quite an honor. In this case, the juror is actually the head of modern art at the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. So we have a very prestigious juror who has gone through all of the submissions and has selected uh, 
Bogdan and I, and, and I don't know how many others uh, from, the, from the pile, that means that uh, the head of, of modern art at the National Gallery has looked at my paintings uh, and uh, has judged one to be adequate and, and, and worth, uh, worthy of this kind of show. So I'm over the moon. Uh, we don't have a lot of details yet. It is a virtual show, uh, which happens a lot these days. And so there's really nothing to go to, uh, but there will be a, a, uh, a virtual party, uh, a, a reception, where he will actually announce any kind of winners and, and notable uh, people in the, at that time. It will be actually in Mexico, but because it's virtual, we can, we can still attend. So that's very exciting and, and very, very much of an honor to have been included in that. So what else is going on? Um, one of the things we really have been working on this week, and we may have touched on it last week, people who had robust or at least healthy online sales of art did not suffer through the pandemic and all the shutdowns. In fact, those artists report generally that they had a better year in 2020 than they did in 2019. Makes a certain amount of sense. Everybody's staying at home. They're working from home offices. They wanted to spruce up their environment. They started buying better art than they had in their homes. So that makes a certain amount of sense. But they bought from people who were established already online. And we have been spending the last four or five years really building up the studio spaces in Houston so that we would have a storefront, that we'd have some place for people to go to interact with us and to purchase our art. We also had some, we, we've signed up on some online things and um, uh, what, now I'm gonna draw a, uh, all of them, not all of them, but Art America and uh, Artsy, no, Artsy is the one we can't get into without a gallery. Uh, Etsy, we have, um, uh, there's several. There's several, I think there are four or five that we actually signed up for. And we have a smattering of, of art pieces on those platforms. Never sold a single one, never sold a thing. But we really haven't put a lot of attention into it. We just kind of have the account set up and we have placeholders there. Uh, and, and the art is there for anybody who's interested. So we, we have the potential to build those things. And we've been selling uh, photographs online for 10, 15 years through iStock, and that really dropped off uh, when uh, the kind of death of, of stock. We still make some money off that. We, we were exclusive uh, contributors, which means we didn't have our, our photographs anywhere else. And we were bringing in about $100 a month. So we said, that's great. We have about 1,000 pictures. We're making $100 a month. Let's double it. And so we spent an entire year just pumping more pictures into iStock until we had over 2,000 pictures in iStock. And we were still making $100 a month. So we kind of backed off and we stopped completely for years now. And we were still making about $100 a month. According to what I've read, $100 a month on iStock is not bad money. 
you're, you're in the top percentages of people who are selling on iStock, but it's not enough to make much of a difference. So now we've moved off of an exclusive contract with iStock and our, we're now making about $100 every other month. So that has fallen as well. So we're, we're looking then at the fact that we really did not have much of an online presence because we were so heavily, I mean, we have websites, we have website stores, and that is populated with, you know, I probably have a hundred so pieces on there, uh, Bogdan about the same. But we really didn't push much with it, and we have never, ever sold from our website. There may be one exception to that, I think my niece bought a piece because she wanted to support her Uncle John, and she lives in another city, so she actually purchased online. I would have sent her the picture. Don't tell her that, because she's already paid. But, uh, so no, we really have no sales at all on our website. And we're thinking, as the Delta variant, and, and God forbid, more variants behind it, as we may look at another situation to where we're gonna start to lock down again, or people are gonna stop coming to the studios, um, for whatever reason, we're still not there. After all of this with COVID, after what, almost two years of this experience, we're still not there with our web presence. So we have really dedicated ourselves to figuring out what we need to do to be a player online. And so we did some uh, investigation, got these little, uh, uh, SEO checkers online, and we did our ran our web page through, and I got a 61 out of 100, and Bogdan I think got a 62. Uh, and I said, well, that's horrible. So I went looking, and I went uh, and I looked at our, our our internet platform, and they actually had a uh, a process that you could go through this this kind of tutorial but filling out their website to make it SEO uh, optimized. And I thought I had done that when I set up the web page originally. And I said, well, I'll just go and refresh it. Well, actually, when I went to see, there were like several things that I had never done. And there were no keywords on my front page, on the first page of, of uh, any of the SEO keywords that I needed. And, and so I really worked hard this week. I completely finished all of that. I changed up the, the content, the written content to include more of those important uh, SEO keywords that I had researched as being good keywords for this uh, trending at the moment. So I really dumped a lot of time into it. And I said, well, you know, maybe I, there's still a lot for me to do with that, with that writing, but at least I've stepped up. And so I, I did that, completed that tutorial, got all uh, green check marks across the board. And then I went back and ran that uh, uh, checker again, uh, and, and I had fallen. My score went down. So I don't know what's up with that. But the point is I have done a lot more in SEO, building that for my website. And I guess once we feel like we've done that, once we feel like we've, we've spruced it up a bit because we really haven't given it much attention, then maybe we need to start buying ads or whatever it's gonna take. Uh, 
it, it's interesting because if you, there are two artists that we know, and if you type in Houston abstract art, both those guys show up, number one and number two. And we can't figure out what they're doing. I mean, their popularity is not what's driving the SEO, right? It's, it's their website. How is their website set up? And so we've been studying their website and we still can't figure it out. But whatever that is, to become findable when people are looking is, is what we need to do. And so that's our big push now is how to improve our website presence and start making some sales. Obviously, we don't know what those sales will be, but zero, it sounds fishy. Something's up. Uh, and we need to move to that to make ourselves more professional and, and more of a player. So that'll be an exciting bit. We have made some changes now. I assume that's gonna take some time to figure out whether or not we're making any difference. Uh, it's, it's pretty hard to judge after two or three days, but uh, we'll keep you informed on how that's going. If you've got any real tips and tricks, please let me know because I could use some, some good advice. We're gonna hire somebody to help us at some point, but at this, uh, at this juncture, we're figuring that we're so far uh, behind that we need, to, we need to do some work before we hire somebody. Uh, to do some marketing and, and some paid advertising. Um, so that's what we've been up to this week. Um, so I'm going to go now and actually move some more furniture and try and get uh, this place ready for the carpet guys. And have a great week yourselves. Stay creative. Uh, let me know if there's anything that I should know about SEO and, and advertising and web presence. For artists, I would love to have that conversation. But other than that, have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you on the next one. Thanks so much. Bye.